Here we go, Everton is the best we are. Hello, good afternoon. It is Monday the 25th of September. Everton have won a Premier League game of football. Jack, it feels... I'd forgotten what this feeling was like. You have to go back to, was it May the 28th? When Everton last won a Premier last League game. Last day of the season, yeah. Something like that. Um, but my word, it feels good when you win a Premier League game of football. Uh, as the sun's shining, the children are playing in the street, people are skipping down the road. There's just happiness in the air, isn't it? It, it feels like the world is well and truly healing. Yeah. How Everton have finally got three points. Yeah. I think you're right. I think there's a healing taking place within the world. Oh, and there's me. Um, tremendous. So, I mean... I've literally just looked. The first comments jumped out at me. And I hate the way Evertonians do this. Some. It does me head in. And I, the Blues is a good lad. He's a good lad. He, sometimes he's a bit fixed, but he's a good lad. But the way I've just seen it. Get in there. Brentford was shocking. So the only reason Villa beat Everton at Villa Park was because Everton was shocking. The only reason... Arsenal beat Everton last week because Everton was shocking. Teams don't win football matches anymore. The opposition, particularly us, if we win a game, it's because the opposition were terrible. Um, that's it. That's the only bit of negativity I'm having in this whole bit. Because yeah, it, it's a Monday and we've won a game of football. Yeah, it's not even getting to all that. You know, no. Brentford weren't at the best, but so what? I don't care how good they were. We weren't they at the best, or did Everton make them not at the best? Because that's well, just that we did shut them down efficiently, didn't yeah, we? And we'll absolutely. get more into it on the final words, I'm sure. But the midfield was so well organised. You know, we've been critical of the midfield the last few weeks. I've yeah. so the lack of definition in that what, sort yeah. part of the pitch and. It was so much better at mm. the weekend. So, yeah, Brentford were poor, but you've got to look at, okay, how much have we shut them down? You know, Embuemo's their best player. We kept them quiet, yeah. and that was through our tactics. You know, Onana was quite often tasked with going over there, going over to their right-hand side and mm. shutting them down. You know, we kept their best player quiet. That's Michelenco probably why they There might be a disagreement in the room, but I, he had a good game against them, didn't he? I think he's had two quite decent games mm. back-to-back now, hasn't he? You know, I'm, I'm not trying to get too carried away because, you know, he's, he's got his back catalogue of not-so-brilliant performances. But... His back catalogue? You've said that like he's, he brings that with him. So, like, <laughs> things. It's my back catalogue of games when I haven't. Haven't done great. He's a defensive fullback. It's all he is. People need to, it, it's what he is. He's not a he's not a Luca Dean flying forward, whipping crosses into the box. And yet on Saturday he had a couple of good breaks down that left. But more often than not, he likes to go up against someone who he can just fix on and go, right, it's me and you. And that's when he's at his that's when he's at his best, I think. I think when you're asking him to do more expansive stuff, he he doesn't do it brilliantly, but that he did turn fine. into Mick Odin. You know, at one point, off yeah. spun one of them, took it yeah. past, put a tempting little ball in the he box. Did. And he won a cross second half on another marauding run. So, fair play to him. But I thought, what I thought was good, Jack was deeper. And again, like you say, we'll get into that in the final way. But I just thought, right from the way it go on Saturday, Everton were on it. They were on it. They, like, they were straight on to them. And the week before against Arsenal, for whatever reason, we we give them the ball and right from the kickoff, and we're just like mm. the intensity weren't there. Everyone last week, said was it, even in commentary at the weekend, they were talking, going Everton weren't even participants in that Arsenal game, and they were right. So you can make all the excuses you want for that, but on Saturday they were right on it, and you'd have to give the manager credit. Credit, you'd have to give the coaches, the whatever, the players 
deserve the credit and obviously our fans were, were outstanding as well. Um, and they got the they got the you know the just rewards, didn't they? Yeah, and the fans have had a lot of compliments off their Brentford fans as well, saying you mm. know they really made the place rocking mm. at the weekend as well. And you know a bit was made about the atmosphere at Goodison at Arsenal the week before and how flat it was. But if you look at how poor this team have been in recent years and then how flat the actual performance itself was against Arsenal, of course, people aren't going to be up for that. Mm. This isn't Europe where, you know, people stood up singing for 90 minutes yeah. regardless of results or performance. It doesn't work like that in English football. It, it, it's reactions, it, mm. it's peaks and troughs, isn't it? And there was no peaks. No. The weekend against Arsenal, so of course, the atmosphere is going to be a bit dull, not really getting up there. Against Brentford, the team, you know, going to use some cliches here, but they fought for the badge. You know, they, they were passionate, they were pressing with intent. It was a performance that's easy to get behind. And when they gave the fans that, the fans responded. So, you know, it, it does show the fans will back the team quite happily. They just need to be given a little bit of something. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, particularly at Goodison, it's been... It hasn't been a good place for a few years for, for in terms of winning games. I mean, don't, I'm not putting that on the fans. I mean, the team hasn't won enough home games and that's why that little bit of the intimidation from Goodison Park has gone at the moment where it was that was the thing that was strong for us always. Moyes have built that up brilliantly. We've had it all through our history, of course we have, but we have lost it the last few years and you can't expect, like you said, the crowd to... We don't have like six or seven designated men or women facing the street end, bouncing with flags and, and megaphones like they do in Europe and, and elsewhere. So everything in the in the atmosphere comes from what's happening on the pitch. And we were we were we were poor against Arsenal, let's be honest. But on Saturday we were engaged right from the way go. And what they did, I said in the aftermath stuff at the weekend, was that set the bar. Now then players can do it. They proved it against a very good side. Only their second home defeat in a year or something, whatever. And yeah, I think it was April, I think, the last time he lost. Um so we've got a we've got a build on that now. They've got to use that as the, the, the bar and we're getting people back. You know, we saw Jack Harrison playing forty five minutes for the twenty ones on Friday night. So we he'll, he'll come back into contention as well. You know, it made a huge difference. Again, we'll talk about it on the final way, but having Dominic Calvert-Loon coming off the bench, you know, better. I thought he'd be a bit unlucky to come off it as early as he did, but he'd had a good... He'd give them, a, a, you know, a bit of a... He'd been a focal bounced point. Bounced them around. Bounced them around. He should have scored. You know, the one he clipped over the keeper, he should have scored, but I thought he did well. He won. I think he won the most aerial deals at the weekend, or the second most headed deals, him and, own, him and Tarkovsky. Um in the Premier League, so you know he was a focal point for us, and then to have a, the quality of Dominic Calvert Lewin coming on, Everton haven't had that. If you think about it, when was the last time Everton had a sub coming on, a centre forward substitute coming on that was as is as good, if not, you could argue even better maybe than the striker he's replacing, who's already of a good quality. That's on, not it's not like having Malpai and bringing better one. There's a there's a difference there for me in what they do, having that but having the level. same level, if not me, you could argue a touch me even more refined, Dom for Beto, and that to me made a big difference. Yes, I genuinely can't think of a time to be honest. Probably have to go with a bit further back before I was born, um, to think of a time you know I had two good, good centre forwards and ones coming off the bench. You know, maybe there was one early two thousands, but I certainly can't think of one. 
But now, one thing you were definitely right about as well is it has set the bar because mm. not only did they work so hard, but they were intelligent. Mm. You know, they look like a smart, well-coached football team. Mm. One thing we've analysed quite a lot this season is the Corey's position, and at times he's went from being last season an attacking midfielder, mm. he'll make runs off the striker to sort of just being quite a stationary second striker. Mm. That was changed at the weekend. You know, he was making runs. Yeah, he was filling up that space when we had the ball and we were camped out on their box. But when we didn't have the ball, he'd drop further back. Mm. Then he'd make those runs on um, their right-sided centre-back, try and get him behind. Tarkowski played him a brilliant pass over the top as well after he'd scored his goal when he hit the post. Mm. You know, it was just so much more effective. It looked like they'd actually all sat down together and the manager with them and said, look, here's what we're going to do. Mm. Here's what you do when we have the ball. Here's what you do when we don't have it. Reminded it me the Brighton like that was performance. It reminded me of the Brighton performance, saying it, watching it early on. To me, dad, early on, feels like Brighton away. This we were cutting through. We could have had, you know, you've just mentioned, you know, we scored after what was it, six or seven minutes or something, and then we hit the crossbar with the core, and then Beto has a chance. And there's a couple where we've broken and we've made just the wrong choice at the last minute. But I thought they did what they did really well was even when they were pegged back when we should have been clear, they, they did. Maintained for the a five minute a loose five minutes after the goal where Lewis Potter should have scored the far post, um, but then they quickly got a grip of it again. And second half, I mean, they absolutely controlled the whole of the second half with ease and could have scored four or five maybe. Yeah, mental fragility has been a big issue for this squad for a while since we've started struggling. When we come under pressure, when we face adversity, they do often crumble. And we did have that little five minute period after we conceded, but they bounced back, they reassured themselves. You know, everything until we conceded was really good. It was crisp, it was quick. You know, we'd play in little triangles on the pitch as well, not seeing that in ages. Mm. Just Confidence the, yeah, as well. Yeah, confident, that's it. They were confident they were in control. It looked quite second nature for them. There was a little period after we conceded where the panic seemed to settle in a little bit, but they got mm. rid of that and they calmed mm. down and he settled right back into the game. And that's what we've needed more from from the Everton team: be stronger in the face of adversity. Because mm. you're gonna have it, aren't you? There's, there's every Premier League game you play. I was looking at it. I seen just watched the highlights yesterday of the other Premier League games, and like Liverpool, Liverpool should have been two 0 down in the first. 10 or 15 minutes yesterday. Alisson's made a wonder save, tremendous save. My head there. And then Michael Antonio, you know, shouting his mouth off all week about how they're going to finish above Liverpool. Misses a, a sitter, free header. You know, things like that. They could have been too down looking at other games where you're looking at opportunities for teams. Think, God, if they'd have, they'd have scored this. So you're going to have moments in Premier League games where you're under pressure. If you concede one goal, you've got to think, right, okay, it's not the end of the world. Everton for too often. I've conceded a goal and gone, it's over. And I'm hoping that the return of the, return of the Dom and people like that, because Beto's there now and because they've got Nanjuma and you've got McNeil back and Harrison's on it. And then all of a sudden they're looking around the team, going to Corey's. I mean, I think that's seven goals now for Abelard de Corey since Sean Dyche come in. No Everton player scored more goals for Sean Dyche than him since Dyche come in. So I think if you're looking around that team, you think, we actually have got lads who can put the ball in the net now. So one goal shouldn't knock us off our stride. I'm hoping that's the birth of it on on Saturday, that, okay, we were pegged back when we should have been clear. And it was dead easy, I don't know about you, but when that went in, I was thinking, here we go again. We we should be clear. We've seen this at Sheffield, you know, Newcastle yesterday. 
showed Sheffield United's level. And that side scored two goals against us. And we needed a world-class save at the end from the goalkeeper to get us a point in a game where the team just been done 8-0 a couple of weeks later. In that Sheffield United game, we scored. And we missed two opportunities for 2-0. We so by the time they score, we should have been clear. And on Saturday it went one one, and you think we should be two or three nil up here, and they are level. But they stuck at it. Yeah, well, it felt very sort of run of the mill, didn't it? To core, I has that chance. It, it's the crossbar. Isn't it eighty three seconds between or something? Crazy, yeah, like? less than two minutes later, they go and score and go. We just took that chance. This game be dead and buried because mm. we've had so many games like that. Like you say, and that is the thing we sort of need to get around us as fans as well. You know, we need to try and be more. No, come on, we can still win this. Obviously, with what we've seen so far this season, where we have been throwing these games away, don't blame anyone mm. for being like, ah, oh, it's over, because I was like that. But the team, especially, need to be able to hold the heads up if they do face some adversity, if they do concede, and it's 1 1 when it should really be 2 11. Mm. They should be able to go, no, come on. We're better than these. Mm. Like, yeah, it should be two nil, but it's only one. But we'll just go through them again, like we just did. We know we can cut through these, like yeah. a hot knife through butter. We know we're making chances. Let's just take them. Mm. Scotty, I think you've got to stay in it, and because you will often get. That was a thing under again. You we keep harking back to like David Moyes or whatever, but he did instill that thing in us, whereas. You'd, even if you were 1 0 down the last 10 minutes, and if you got a goal, you'd think we can win it and you'd go again. And it didn't always happen, but there was occasions where we'd score two late goals. And one that comes right to the top of the head was Spurs. You'd be probably like nappies or something, but Spurs in 2012. No, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> but Spurs, you know, we 1 0 down the 89th minute and we get two goals and win 2 1 in injury time. And, you know, we were, I remember us being 3 1 down against United at home in injury time and we scored twice get a 3-3 three, three draw and things like that whereas that's gone away from us because we haven't had enough of those occasions where we have turned the games around Yeah, it, and that's what we have to do it's fun fact them goals against Tottenham were mm. the 1,000th and 1,000th and first goals in Everton's history apparently yeah. There you go, then. They released the DVD good. after the DVD, which <laughs> Liverpool fans, I'm sure, were made up with um, but it is, it is that kind of thing, isn't it? And the more resilience and the more that they do do this regularly, they will get the buy-in from the fans, of course they will. And the fans are with them, you know, but they do. If you're not winning games of football, you have to look at everything and you do deserve criticism. It's the way it, it doesn't matter whether people are buying in or people are totally against it. Any team, any manager who's won two games in 16 will be under pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Any team that doesn't win enough games the players will be questioned so you have to build that keep that going get that mentality going and Saturday for me was just a big marker and I was like that's what you're capable of lads you scored three you could have got five at six away at Brentford who don't concede loads of goals and, and certainly don't lose many home games you could have scored five or six goals in a game there so if that doesn't give you confidence that when you're with, you know, the third goal, James Garner goes and presses the lad immediately, won't give it up and takes it off him. And then he's got great eye pass, you know, great vision, little and it's a lovely little finish. And that's what we need to see more of, don't we? And breaking a pace. There was often times at the weekend, there was one I'm thinking of here where it was steaming and it's the wrong ball in the end, but we, we break and James Garner's sprinting. I think it's Michalenko. 
maybe, and he crosses it too early. If he'd have just took another touch, or Dwight McNeil it was, sorry, if he'd have took another touch, he'd have been able to put it in front, and he ate it too early, and it went behind people, but you could see four or five of us steaming into the box. That's what we have to be. That's what we have to break with, don't we? Yeah, and one thing people have brought up a lot recently as well is sort of Everton's levels of chance creation, big chances created, mm. XG and all that. I see all that and I look at it and think, well, that could be higher because so often we haven't picked the right pass mm. in these moments. Mm. You know, we just haven't, the players haven't been quick on the feet enough just for, yeah, do the obvious thing, play this quick and easy pass, but it's the one to do. Yeah. James Garner, when he won that ball back straight away, slid it right into the path of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, lovely way to pass, set him up yeah. brilliantly. And it makes it three one, and then it's in no doubt. Then is it? That's you know, it. if it got to the last few minutes and it was two one, and Brentford started getting a couple of chances because we're just trying to see the game out. Be honest, though, when Dom scored and it was three one, there was still the long. Time. Did you think it's over now? Because <laughs> I did. I didn't. I didn't. Not that I was like terrified because we weren't under any pressure. But you are thinking nothing cheap, aren't you? Yeah. Don't give them any because don't forget. Again, we will get into this on the final way, but they. They have a huge chance, literally 30 seconds after we go 2-1-0, and it's a block by Dominic Alvaluden, so we'll get into that on the final way. But but you're right, the more of that is, can we t- start taking these teams apart, and can we keep confidence enough to go? We've got more goals on us here, lads. You know, keep it going. The attack and talent in the team, isn't it? And it has shown to a degree with the levels of chance creation we've made, but there hasn't been something to sort of solidify it. There's been nothing tangible to actually back it up, hasn't it? No. And, you know, now we've won a game, people might look at the underlying numbers and go, yeah, see, there was never anything to worry about. We were always going to turn it round. And fair enough, but some teams do just keep underperforming, don't they? I'm not saying that's us, but it, it can be known to happen. So you do need something, to, some evidence to back it up as well. Something, mm. you know, some hard numbers, something... You can almost reach out and grab not just the underlying numbers. That's all great. But you need some real work and evidence that, yeah, sooner than later, this is going to materialise itself into actual numbers that matters, which is goals, clean sheets and points. Mm, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, Branthwaite, another good performance from him. You know, been impressed with him since he got on the side. I have. I think he's been tremendous. Massively so. impressed, mm. honestly. I'm really glad he got his chance in the team. I wanted him to come into the team since mm. you know the end of last season. I was thinking bring him in, and that I, I get why people were apprehensive about it. You know, he'd not played at the highest level. He's a young lad, and the centre back was a key position for us last season, especially in the running with Mina coming into the team. These big shoes to fill, literally. But he's such a talent, Bramthwaite. I think, you know, I don't want to get carried away, so... You don't want to get carried away, but he's the new Maldini. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's basically as good carefully. as Maldini. Yeah. If he plays as well for the full season as he's been playing, if he's had a much better season than John Stones did in his last Everton season before he moved for £50 mm. Million. Mm. If, if he carries on the way he is, he yeah. probably cements himself as the greatest centre-back of all time. English centre back of all time. Yeah, if he stays that, at this level, that's right. I think you know we probably have a town named after him. Fall for the goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, was he? He was a fall. Was for the he? Go- no, he was. Well, have a look. Without, without going, out, I'm not going over. No, no, ball, we'll have a look at the goal. He was, he was technically a fall. We'll have a look goal. at the goal because yeah, yeah. we'll see. He really is. No, he. he I didn't think that running. Exp- I didn't think that running existed in the Premier League until Dwight McNeil showed me that it quite clearly did. Mm. I've had to watch it five times 
because he runs as if he's jogging and doesn't get closer than meter ped in a, a break. It's incredible. It's incredible, by the way. Um, no, but, but he, he 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 gets caught he in that moment because he chases the no, ball. No, he chased the ball. He no, really no, have no. Chased. And I'm not having a go at him because I don't think he's, he's gonna make. He's not at fault. At fault. He doesn't make a big glaring and error. No. But he chases the ball out, mm. and that's probably something. There will be errors. Yeah, won't there? Yeah. There's gonna. He's a young lad. It's because him and Tarkowski got the wires crossed a bit, didn't he? Because yeah. he stepped out and then he thinks Tarkowski's going behind yeah, and the swapping sides. Tarkowski goes yeah. more to the right when he should really go to the left, but. There will be little errors in there, but I think them two as a partnership are, are really developing. And you, you look and go, tell you what, if we can keep these two fit, we'll be all right. Although one area, one worry, though, and bring Ped in on this as well, one worry is his third booking in three games, two more, and it's a suspension. And he's got to, you're going to have to be careful with that, isn't he? Because it's, you know, it was, a, it was a cheap booking as well. If he got booked in the next two games, he'd miss the Merseyside derby. Mm. Then yes, yeah, that is a worry. That is a worry. But it was a cheap one, wasn't it? I've seen people say, "No, we didn't touch him. He, he pulled the lap back. It was a booking. It was a booking." I think the, that's the like, that is like that is an indication of being caught and taking the easy way out, which mm. is obviously fouling somebody. But that is mm. the experience, isn't yeah, it? That, that's it, isn't it? It's knowing. It's knowing. It's putting yourself in a situation and. I suppose in a way you look at it and think, well, would you rather he made the mistake and sort of got the booking and it's not defended with, or, it, yeah. Or or would you rather see almost like what happened on Saturday when he made him a little mistake and then the play continues and we it cost it doesn't cost us a goal, but it creates the space because Michalenko and Dwight McNeil maybe not switched on at that moment. But it is what it is, isn't it? Listen, if he gets but if he gets the next two and he's out for the main side derby, so be it. I don't think he'll get booked in the next two. No, you think Dice yeah. shall have a word and just be like, look, try and, you know. It's it, difficult, yeah. isn't it? Because it's not his bookings as well. It, there was one. His first one was, was quite Sheffield liked. United one yeah. where he got booked and there was nothing in it. It was a terrible. Well, that was the one where he went through him, won the ball in Sheffield United. He won the ball and he took him out, didn't he, on mm. the edge of the box. And but didn't he, he get the ball? But he, he did. He, but he also yeah. took the man and you just can't There's defo one booking he's had where it was it was a shot it was a terrible who decision. did he first come in against he came in a home to Wolves I think it might have been the Wolves, Wolves one yeah. where there's someone would be able one. to tell us better there yeah. was one though where I was thinking that was never a booking no I How? think the one against Sheffield United is one of those ones where you think oh god how's he been booked for that but mm. in the modern game and all it's nonsense and it's handballs and it's whatever else um, fair play yeah Fair play. Yeah, the worry is if he does get suspended, it, it comes in for him. Well, we Soon may the keg of no, we'll come him up. Yeah. We know him comes in. It's just fine. It's just fine. It is what it is. We have to all deal with it. Uh, Matt Seddon says, get in. James Wallen says, what a difference a week makes. I think we still need to get the two home wins um, to get a four points in every three games average giving us a free hit at Denla. Uh, how good is it having two strikers? Now the advantage against the middle to lower teams will hopefully see us win more of those games than draw and lose. It was the quality, I thought. It's just too often. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I was a little bit disappointed Beto was coming off. I understand why he did it. But then when you see Dom, you're like, well, yeah, it's fine. It's Dominic Calvert-Loon who's coming on. And Dom come on and just seemed, he was up, he could see... Again, you never ever get ahead of yourself because he's had a terrible time with injuries. He just looked free when he come on. He just looked like he's like fit and he feels like he's fit, you know what I mean? 
And we have to remember that the reason why he's been out was was a facial injury. It wasn't anything to do with his, you wasn't know, muscular wasn't or muscular. Anything. It yeah. was a, a goalie's shoulder which knocked him out of it, and that'll do him. That was just made up for him when he scored. Yeah. I'm obviously made up for us, but I'm delighted it was Dom who scored the goal because he's needed that, and I think it was great for the the fans need that because they need to believe in him again. You know what I mean? And to to bring that kind of, and it, even bringing people like Dan Jumer on. And always like he is frustrating. There was one where we had a breakaway and he done really well and he got up to the edge of the box and there's runners either side of him and he holds on to it too long and a tackle comes in. It's like just lay it off and then the chances are you get yourself into space, you'll get it back. It's those little moments. But even having a player like him to come off the bench with that ability is a good thing as well. Yeah, well now our players are getting fitter as well and we've got people going back from injury. We mm. are getting more options as well. You know, we've got a little bit of selection headache for mm. the um, next week as well. Because you know if Harrison's getting his fitness up and you know we want him involved and we want two natural wingers on the pitch, mm. that's okay. Which of these midfielders do you drop? Because yeah. Garner was great. Onana I thought I had a good game, especially the first Onana oh, did, yeah. Yeah, Decore took his goal well. Um, Decore, he was to be Wednesday fair. takes away that though, doesn't it? Wednesday takes away Wednesday. that. Wednesday, yes. But do you reckon he'll play like Keane and Godfrey on Wednesday, or do you think he'll try to keep the momentum going? Because they won't. It's they've got four games in nine. I think Tarkowski will drop out. I'd play Brantway personally because I think it's all. I think he should play every game. I really do. But then you have got Jack Harrison available. You have got Dan Juma available to play on the left. Dom could start. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Garner could go in in midfield. Take a Jessica guy out. Yeah, yeah. That's where that's where yeah, those options suppose, are. Yeah. are. That's where it's coming. A and really they're not good massive time. drop off, Shardy. Do you no, know what I mean? You're not going. Not. Oh well, we we'll just won't be the same if you do that and, and that. Let them fight it out. Do you know what I mean? That's what you want, don't that's you? That's what you want. You want that, you know. It'll well. get more out of there's them. There's Andre, I know, there's people are laughing here, but there's still like people like Andre. <laughs> but he's going to be here till January, isn't he? So therefore, if he's going to be here till January, then he's got to, you know, there might be games where you want someone to control up, keep hold of the ball for you a little bit. So why are you playing him then? Because that's the one thing he can do. He can't run, but that's the one thing he can do. But them kind of people come into the squad as well, don't they? And, and I'm sure the manager will be looking at that and going, well, can we get anything out of him? Yeah, I don't think Sean I should be particularly looking forward to maybe using Gomez. But No, I don't think he... he sat there going... Gomez time. He's almost fit. No, but, you know, if he works hard in training and mm -hmm. looks like he's up for it and tries to learn the system, he will get a chance and then it's on him, isn't it? And then he joins the fight, then he throws his name in the art. So, yeah, it's good to have these options. You know, it's a thin squad, but the ability drop off to the ones on the bench, not in the first team, it's not massive. I, I look at the squads, you know, around the thing and some of them are, some other teams are thin. You know, people go to thin because in your eyes, in your own mind, you're going, we want world-class players and all oh, good enough in our case you want good players in every position there's loads of clubs who don't have that there's loads yeah. of clubs when you look but, but they generally stay fit. fit yeah that's what it is the teams generally are quite fit and they've got they get a couple of injuries but they're all right whereas we look at everything and we go oh he's not good enough and he's not good enough and he's not good enough but you don't look at other clubs and go oh they're bringing on shandon baptiste he's not good enough for the premier you just see a player coming on and you go who's this or whatever you always analyse your own squad. You know, Jürgen Klopp goes on about them going, they haven't got a strong enough squad. Well, they've got five strikers who all, right, all score they? goals, don't yeah. they? And things like that. And yeah, you speak to them and they're like, well, wish we had another 
centre back, and I wish we had another midfielder. And you're going, yeah, but they're they're all wishful thinking, aren't they? If you can keep fifteen or sixteen players fit, and they're quite they're a decent level, all of them, you will have fillers in your squad. Of course, you will. We we don't we haven't got enough money to have well, as we all know, to have uh, world class players everywhere. So. Money so should operate on players, 13 players. on the bench. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Good, yeah, let's rejig that to average to good players. Um, Moyes used to do it with 13. Bloody thing, you know what I mean? But we do have to... I mean, listen, it feels great and we've won a game, but we've won one game of football. <laughs> That's what we, we can't lose sight of, you know. And I'm not trying to be negative today because it isn't a day for that. It's a day to feel good because it, it does feel really good. But we've only won one game in six, haven't we? So we have to remember that. But if we can follow it up with the two home wins, and both games will be tough for their own reason. Bournemouth are a tough side to play against. Luton got their first point of the season at the weekend, so they'll feel a little bit more confidence. But they absolutely have to be wins. Because if Everton don't win both of them, say Everton draw the next two, then the pressure's right back on the manager and the players and the position we're in in the league. Because if, if we didn't, you know, we'll have played Fulham, Wolves, Luton, Bournemouth. If we haven't... Sheffield United. If we haven't won, you know, a few of those games, then we're in, we will be in trouble because the games become more difficult, don't they? Whereas it's a great win at the weekend. Brentford won't be turned over too many times at home, I don't imagine. We've got to build on that now. And if we can follow that up, forget about Villa. Villa in the Cup, it's a, it's a one-off, obviously. It's a Cup game and great if you win it. We can talk about momentum then. If we get beat, we can just go, well, it was a cup game. <laughs> so it's almost uh, it's almost one of them games that just sits in the middle, isn't it? But the two home games in the league are, are key now. And if Everton, if Everton could come out of them with six points, and it's a big if because we've not done it too often, but if we could, then you would going into that international break before the derby, be sat on 10 points, you'd be going, that you know what, that's turned into not a bad start, that really. Be, what would we have, 10 points? From eight games. Yeah. It's not a great return, but it's not a terrible return. It's a it? comfortable, so, quiet, mid-table mm, return, exactly isn't it, if so. you maintain that? And, yeah, they completely get what you're saying, Baz, you're right, one, one game, so, mm. you know, let's we're not out the woods yet yeah. by any means. But what I will say as well is that we've had some games this season which are strong performances, bad results. Because we had so many of them, and then mixed with just bad performances as well. You know, the confidence was gone. Now we've actually shown we can win a game and play intelligently and work hard and actually take our chances. I can look at those games that we didn't win but played well in and probably should have won with a bit more confidence now and go, okay, like this isn't the only time on Saturday the team have played to a decent level. They can mm. do it. Just need to take the chances, which they did in the most recent game. So mm. let's maintain that. Mm. carry it into these games take some points off you know the teams we expect to sort of be around us as well and then yeah 10 points to make games it's a healthy start we're it? looking for we're looking for a period of stability aren't we so you know whether people like the manager or don't like the manager or whatever the reality the best solution for everybody is we just win games with footy and the noise can die down from everywhere then can't it? We just because we need Everton need, and this including the and I love the way you turned up looking a bit like Josh Wonder today. That I think that's excellent. And uh, given what's going on with Triple Seven, um, I think for everyone, including that, we just need a period of stability. Evertonians need a break in the life. We need 
to be able to just bob along and win games of footy like this and enjoy and just let everything calm down so we can get out, get rid of a bit of PTSD from the last two seasons, which it all, even the manager was talking about at the weekend going, this has been going on for, and I know, but he's right in a way, he's right. It, it, that some of these plays, this has just been a perpetual circle of shite since Benitez came in, hasn't it? And we're all battle weary with it, and that's why we need, if we can get just a few wins and everything can calm down, you can just go, and then you start to evaluate everything as it happens. You're not burnt with this has gone on for too long and and all of that. We need all that. We need that bit of calmness, don't we? It's been crisis mode for two years, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. Let's make this peacetime. Mm. Now, you know, I'm not saying we're going to go on and do anything special, but let's just fly under the radar. Mm. Do, do what Brentford do every mm. season, just to, you know, a, a mid-table finish. Crystal Palace as well. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to these clubs because... It's, I'd love what they've done over the yeah, last few yeah. years. I'd love to be there. Not being in any kind of relegation trouble yeah. isn't being disrespectful. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> I just, when I'm saying, you know, be under the radar, mm. not do too much, I'd love that. Let's just, you know, pick up a few scalps and that, like we did at the weekend, you know, mm. a few good wins and just a, a nice, safe, comfortable season. I'd mm. love that. If we got stability, the takeover happens, we start to try to set a plan moving forward and, and then we start seeing change. I think a big thing will be when the new board's put in place with this takeover. It'll be a totally different board and we start moving forward. I think fans will feel better as well. And then if we can just be stable and we can get to the stadium in a bit of period of stability, I think that does give everybody the, a, a chance to reset then and go, right, you know, we're feeling better about our football club. But we'll only get that by winning enough games of football because every time you lose a game, you feel under pressure because we haven't started well. You know, we should be sat here talking about when we beat Wolves and when we beat Fulham, but we didn't. So it doesn't matter if you play great or you look back and go, we should have won 5-0 today, but we got beat 2-0. If you keep getting beat 2-0 when you should have won 5-0, something's not right. So we have to maintain it now and, and we've done... It's Goodison's the problem for this manager. It's as a waveform, actually, when you look at it, isn't terrible. Really, he's got points and we've won a couple of games on the road. He's picked up points, we've scored goals away. It's at home. It's at home, isn't it? And we have to and it was it was an issue for Frank Lampard and it was an issue for Rafa Benitez. An issue for Carlo Ancelotti. Actually, was well, that's it? That's because of the way he set up the team, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Ultimately, that's mm. the way he set up the team. He mm. doesn't set it up attacking enough to be at home. Mm. That performance on Saturday was completely 100% different from the performance the entire season. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah. in the faces from the first minute. Yeah. We had a plan. Even when we conceded, we kept doing what... And that's what it should have been against Arsenal. Well, Forget about the consequences. Yeah. That's yeah. what it should have been. Yeah. It should be like that every if single week. Like, if the Everton kind of went out with that kind of attitude and game plan at Goodison every time like they did at the weekend, win, lose or draw, I think most Evertonians would go, you know, we've had a right good goal there. That's what Brentford did. into them. You know, Brent, you could see Thomas Frank come on at the end and you could see they're disappointed because they probably think they'd win that game. But there'll be no there'll be no crisis there. They'll just do, they'll do exactly the same the next game, probably with a bit more intensity. Well, he, he said before the game on Sky, mm. he asked them what his approaches, and he said we'll be in in on them straight away mm. in the faces. And mm. we did we did what they said they were going to yeah, do. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be like that at Goodison. We let teams come, we let them settle down, and we mm. let them find the rhythm. And then we don't punish them when we get our opportunities. So they grow in confidence. Mm. 
we've got to be at these teams straight away. We have something to, he's got yeah. to have more ambition at home. And Lampard was the same. Don't you? This is why a lot of fans are despondent with the situation or have been because they go. They only go home games. They pay money to go, mm. and they get given football that doesn't suit what we what we want. Simple mm. as that. Yeah, I think if you can create that intensity and have a right good goal with everyone, like I said, win, lose or draw, I think most people will come away going, we've had a good goal there. That's why yeah. sometimes you get beat at home and you get clapped off the pitch when they've had a right good goal for it because you go, you know what, we went at it there. Well, how many grounds in the country would respond as well to that performance on Saturday as Goodison would have? You know, we love that type of football, mm. don't we? The intensity mm. and that. I don't think as a fan base we're particularly bothered about our possession. 800 passes and all that. Yeah, oh, it starts from the back and we move. I think we just want to see an intense, sort of frightening attack. performance. We want an attack we? team, yeah. don't we? With that attack and intent, that's mm. all we want to see. That performance on Saturday, that just sort of type of style, that tactic. Mm. That's what I want to see every week. Mm. And yeah, some weeks it won't work, especially no. against the better sides. But... Mm. It'll do us well enough against the teams around us to get enough points. And the crowd will stay with them. If you go yeah. with teams, the crowd will stick with you. You know, and that, that's what it comes down to. Uh, Martin Kitney says, we won a game of footy, competed, got stuck in and didn't let Ashley Young take a corner. Great feeling on a Monday after a win. Even a Daily Mail article selling all our players can't get me down today. That's standard, isn't it? Up the toffees, they love it. Uh, Gary Wars says, how the uh, Evan Viking says, finally, but this is just one win. The two home wins now are a must. And also, I've gone from thinking triple seven won't happen at all to thinking it probably will happen. Whether that's bad or good, I don't know. Possibly good in the short term in terms of basic cash flow, but long term, no idea. None of us have, have we? Let's just hope they've got a plan. That's the biggest thing. Uh, David says, Morning, Gents, what a difference. A dub winks. And oh, oh my, DCL looked dominant in everything he did. Jared and Garner were class. Deitch made me eat my words after I saw the starting lineup, and I would like Garner to stop shooting. I want him to shoot more. He might get one right, mightn't he? His shots aren't particularly great, but he might no, get one right. Um, he should shoot from further out. I've noticed that. Well, PSG scored a couple of worldies from about 40 yards, so I think he's getting too close because he can only blammer it. So just blammer it from like by the halfway line, see what happens. There was a point in time where um, he scored our only goal from outside the box of the season. It was on the last day of the season as well. We were at home. Can't, can't remember who we were playing. It was, I think it was Koeman's first year. We hadn't scored from outside the box all season. And then on uh, the last day, Garner scored one from just outside. So I, I don't know South where Hampton, it's And it was Tom Davis, you mean? It was like by Christmas. Uh, 28th of December. Tom, last game of the season we do 1-1 it was the last minute equalising it was Tom Davies took a massive deflection no that was Sam Allardyce's one he's talking about Koeman yeah sure he's talking Koeman's one Koeman under Garner we beat Southampton 3-0 at home when he scored and he had to get cut back and he swept it into the roof yeah, of the net yeah that's the one um, he hasn't scored many don't forget no it's not his game For, is it no no I, just, I don't mind him shooting just shoot him a bit further out because then it might dip um, Jimmy the Bear says good to get a win good to see some efforts I still have no idea what we are trying to do tactically also it wouldn't surprise me if we get pumped by Luton in our next match I can't bring myself to be optimistic anymore I thought on Saturday they looked like they did know what they were doing I thought they had a more defined plan on Saturday and um, Beto makes a big difference and Decore he was he was at times he was almost in a 4-4-2 he was almost alongside 
Bethel. But because Bethel's a handful now, what he's doing is people are realising you've got to go tight to him, which means the space where when it was, again, without being disrespectful to Mopai or even when it was Damari Gray, defenders weren't worried about him. He was just like, yeah. Whereas Bethel, you can see the look on him, thinking this fella's big and strong. And... Yeah, but credit to Corey as well. It was employed effectively. You know, he did it when it was smart. He didn't linger there for too long mm-hmm. if he didn't have to be there. Mm. It was just... It was just well coached, wasn't it? Mm. You know, he had a better understanding of when to make those runs, when to take up that space. Mm. Definitely. Uh, Garth Crooks included this from Bobby Tarkovsky and Decorey in his team of the week. But he wrote that after Brentford equalised, they had Everton on toast. Garth Crooks doesn't know what day it is. Uh, Jez says the opening statement from Jack about the healing definitely needs to be made into a clip I listen to on repeat. I feel weird. Well, you could listen to it like as you wake up every morning mm. to sort of inspire you for to the heal day. Everyone. If you feel zen. Fair play. Fair play. I could be a life coach. You could be. You've got, you've got the hat on. Uh, Everton Viking says, to be fair, everyone knows I can't stand Deitch, but we outplayed them and shut them down and stopped them from being able to do the things they do well. I think people go, OTT with the hate of Michalenko to be honest I think he's an okay left back but people are spoiled from Dean and Baines he's alright and when the team plays better so does he yeah I mean we did have two Baines was unreal and then Dean come in and was fancy his volley on Saturday keep him uh, Sunday keep him either worldy but he just yeah, it's different to what we've had. Michalenko is a different style as well. Before you even get into the ability straight away, mm. he was sort of going to be judged a little bit harsher because people have fell in love with these attacking left backs, haven't they? Mm. Great when they, if your full backs can play, though. I love it. But he's just, he is what he is. No point going, oh my God, he's not this, he's not that. He is what he is. Mark Max says, I was out the country, so missed the game. Oh, mate. Uh, wondering how Onana's performance was, as I think over the last few games, I thought he was awful. Sounds like a great performance, though, and think the key part of this season will be the centre-back staying fit, as we do have other options across the pitch if others get injured. Onana was good, Broke and he was good because he sat in the number six. He, the goal, I've got me question marks over his positioning for the goal, to be fair. However, in general, I thought he was very good. Um I think he's just better sitting in the number six position and letting Garner, because Garner presses much better than Onana does. And James Garner, to be fair, was excellent. Came in and was excellent. So fair play to him as well. Uh, Derek says, as Ancelotti said, this is a team with two faces. Andy says, two of Beto's flick-ons came from Branthwaite passes. One led to a corner for the goal and the other led to a McNeil shot that just went wide. Small stuff like this wins you football matches. Absolutely spot on, Andy. The one that led to the McNeil one, which he... Should he have done better? I think he should hit the target, but it's unlucky. But it was. He stood, didn't he, with his arm, the strength of him, just a little little flick into the path. And that's at 1-0. Dwight steers that in off the far post. It's 2-0. Their, their chances, and they're, they're, you're right. Then he's absolutely them nice, moments. Yeah. You're in. You can be two or three nil, and that's the way you can just transition so quickly, isn't it? You know, your centre back plays good, accurate pass to your big striker who's good at flick ons. Mm-hmm. You can move it on. You're not going to win a game just off that, but it, it's another tool in your it's arsenal. A way to open it? a yeah, team it's, up. It's another it? weapon. Absolutely. Uh, can I just give credit to John Blaine's filming as well for the Tarkovsky goal? By the way, 
Absolutely tremendous. Almost like he had a premonition we were going to score off a corner. There's about 27 million videos on his phone of us not scoring, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> but that one was tremendous. Why is my memory filled up? Uh, yeah, yeah. Jonathan says, I know we shouldn't change a winning teams, and I'm not too fussed about the cup against, but against Luton, would you drop Garner? Sorry, would you, who would you drop to get Garner on centre mid where he should be playing? No one, because why should he be playing in centre midfield? Like, just at the moment, that's the problem. Because people will talk about Adrissa, and it, he was loose twice early on on Saturday, and it led to two attempts at goal from them. But overall, he was excellent. His passing was 93% numbers, passing accuracy. Ridiculous. Yeah, his numbers, numbers are unbelievable. Ridiculous. No one's won the ball, but there's a stat today. No one's won the ball more. In the final third, than Adrissa Garner gave sort of even more than Rodri. Yeah. I had to like sort of address this after the game. Like people see those two moments, and I know they were bad, mm. and I know he does that, but his numbers are ridiculous. Yeah, they really are. Everton without him in that we midfield would be walked all over. We don't. We show the it's Doncaster. Yeah. yeah, we don't function the same. And what it's what it's a case of is James Garner. Like Wednesday would be a perfect opportunity for Garner to, to come have in. a look, yeah. <clears throat> but he's got to get to that level mm. and he hasn't been in that level and that's the thing there's, there's a lot of this of like just someone has a good game or people perceive i seen people saying on Saturday night that they thought Onana was rubbish Onana's numbers were ridiculous and it you was you telling could, the game you could tell in the game it's like I knew Tarkovsky was man <laughs> of the match without looking at his numbers when I've looked at his numbers and every, every other thing has given him comfortably man of the match Tarkovsky for everything he did. You know, you can watch and go, he's played brilliant. I think there's moments when, there might be moments where Adrissa Garner gay, there will be a time, but it's not It's not now. He, he's, he's, he, like, even in the first half, like, people weren't talking about the ball he put in for Beto. For, like, yeah, the run. Like, ball. the run. Like, yeah. he was breaking the lines he and he played ball. that ball He was perfectly. one of the few created a big chance. Exactly. And... Beto, unlucky, you could see what he was trying to do. Yeah. He just got it wrong. He should have dinked it. He was trying to sweep it. He yeah, should have just clipped it. He did both once. Yeah, he's three quarters and three yeah. With Gway, he had three moments in that game that frustrated people. One of them was the shot. Mm. That shouldn't mean he's had a bad game. It's no. just something people feel like they've got sick of mentioning and it feels like mm. it always happens. But, and then there was the two chances you yeah. mentioned. Overall, over 90 minutes, he did a lot of good stuff. There's, there's too he? much of this, like... He was absolutely terrible because he made a couple of mistakes. Mm. Like he did make a couple of mistakes, and that will happen. It'll happen. It's probably always happened with him. But he's he's still he's still a really like good midfielder for what he does. You'll get to a stage where you'll you have a crossover, won't you? You'll have a crossover, and he'll come out, and then people will start longing for a midfielder to do what he does. We did we did for three years. We did for three years. Wins the ball back. We had someone for no three. People do it with Ross Barkley, you know. We had someone to travel with the ball. Well, yeah, Ross Barkley did it all the time for us and scored eight goals and got like six and seven assists and no one, everyone hated them. Can't, doesn't know what he's doing, can't pick a pass. You're like, when he's gone, you'll realise that he, he does a bit and let's not do that with Garner. Yeah, he, he is sloppy and he frustrated me twice and one of them on Saturday was ridiculous, just arsing about with the ball, but he does so much good work. I don't think we're at a situation where we go, we've got to force James Garner into midfield. Because I'll be honest, Saturday was Garner's best game for Everton Football Club. James Garner, I'm talking about. Best game. Other times he's been in midfield, I've looked and gone. He's, he's confident and he wants the ball, but there's been games that have passed him by. And he just, he played centre mid against Doncaster and he was off, like properly couldn't awful. Get couldn't get hold of the ball. 
because they were just all over him. A league two team who had an injury crisis were all over him. Garner come on at half time and turn the game in Everton's favour. So there's levels, but James Garner it's about growing, isn't it? It's about growing, and Saturday he'll have done him the world of good. Brilliant for the third goal win, isn't it? Great through ball. And when he develops, hopefully he will take a dresser's place. That's what you're looking for, but he ain't there yet. So so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be taking him out. Well, for that third goal, he did everything in about a five-second period. You won from midfield. That won it back and played a forward pass. Mm. Now it's about making that into a performance yeah, in yeah, 90 absolutely. minutes of that sort of He was thing. good. He was you good know, on was Saturday. It was the best game for Everton. Yeah, absolutely, Jack. Uh, Dan says, I'm still not on the Dykes train, but the result shows this team can do more. And they must get it. Must do more going forward. David Green says we have to back it up now with two home wins. Nothing else will do. Um, yeah, the Blues says Onana was incredible. People just expect him to be an eye-catching talisman. That's it, isn't it? Because he does a lot of stuff. That there was one where they broke and he sprinted back and put the tackle. It was brilliant. It was a brilliant tackle. When he put it out for the corner. Yeah, it was a yeah. tremendous tackle, and people are like. You know, they want him to get it as if he's like Zidane or whatever. He's just not. He's a big lad who can get around the pitch. He's got a nice passing range. Can he get on the ball a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. And I do think sometimes he should eat up that space in front of the back, the back two, you know, the two centre backs. Playing him in the six and leaving him there will make him go bang, 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 bang through the levels. Absolutely. People just need to accept what he is right now. He's a young lad learning about the Premier League. I know he's in his second season, but he's been moved all over the place. Put him in the six and go, you're on number six. Let Adrissa Garner Gay be the eighth who presses and then for now it's the core. And you, I thought the core was terrible against Arsenal, but his defensive numbers were brilliant. But as, as an offensive player, which is what we need him for, he was dreadful. He didn't have an attempt at goal. And yet on Saturday, he was outstanding and was a difference maker. So... It's just, you know, it is. He had about 70 touches, Onana, if I remember rightly, from Saturday. Mm. Garner. I, was, I mean, I wasn't counting them. No. Uh, Onana. But, but, that's, but that's like... Well, that's it's like, Gay. That's like twice as many as he normally yeah. has. He normally only has like 35 to... It's Gay had 40, completed 40 passes out of 43, I think. But Onana, that shows the difference. The that he gave away. But that shows the difference in playing in that position and controlling yeah. the game is 70 touches. Whereas some games, yeah, it does pass him by when he's only having 35 touches. So in the last two games, that's been a change of position for him. The yeah. Arsenal game, I thought he just stood there like last the week. The Blues had the most touches of all Everton players on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, Onana. yeah. yeah. And last week against Arsenal, he was just like... A telephone pole in the middle of the pitch, wasn't he? Just never got over it's the ball. Because we sat though. No, no, that's, that's what why. was disappointing. Whereas mm. in this game, that was the difference: is that he had a lot of the ball uh, and kept it really neat. And the Blues again says he did exactly what I want from my DM. Nice and simple. Won most, and also he won the most duels on the pitch. Um, exactly. More and, often than not, he was winning it back and trying to play a forward pass mm. as well, wasn't he? James says Onana's like Daddy Longlegs. That's tackling phenomenal at winning the ball back. It's exactly what it is, isn't it? You, I think we just we all just need to relax a little bit and go. Look, we've got players. What's really good is having players who you look at now and go, where does he get in? How does he get into the team? That's what you want because that means you've got. More than eleven players, don't it? If you've got, if you pick your eleven and that's it, and the manager's picking it, and you go, and there's no one who's banging the door down to get in, 
your squad ain't very good. That's when you look down, you start getting worried now. That's when your players plateau as well. Exactly. There's no one challenging them. You look now and go, I've seen Dom saying like Beto's being great. Now you'd think he's, he's he gutted. Seen Chimiti at the end of the game. Like that with the fan. You want all that, don't you? You want them players you've just come in to go. I'm part of something here. But Chimiti could easily be stood there going, I've left, no, I've left sporting here to, to come in. I'm third, I can't, you know what I mean? And, you you want that, you want Dan Juma going, well, I've got to work hard to get on the pitch. You want Jack Harrison now going, I want to be part of it. You want other players, Nathan Patterson, Patterson I need to right get back, back in yeah. here now at right back. Seamus will add to that when he's back. That's if what Garner comes out the team, like, yeah, you've got competition for places, haven't you? The ability drop-off isn't that bad. No, we've had Don't that forget, for We two. lose two of our midfielders. Two of our midfielders come January as well. Exactly. So, Carl says Champions League, here we come. Paul Power, great player, says a great win at the weekend, lads. Try not to be negative, but Miko was not good enough. In my opinion, the Brentford goal could have been prevented if he switched on. You need to have a look at Dwight McNeil in this as well, honestly. It's for Young. We'll get into it more later, yeah, won't yeah, we? Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, Conrad says, watching while I wait to go for an end. Oscopy. Nice. Oh, okay, Connor. Well, I hope, listen, I hope you're is that all. Up or down? Up. Oh. I hope you're, uh, everything is all right, mate. Good luck. Uh, Evan Viking says, let's not go overboard and give him the manager's excuses for nonsense he chats. All right. I'm, I'm going to try to stick away from that. It feels good and he, he deserves credit for the weekend we won. Uh, Jay Radcliffe says, up the trophies. It was Dom rightly. Was Dom. Right to subtly call out the fans afterwards. Yes, hundred percent. What did he 100%. say? I haven't listened to him. What he did said he say? these fans booed me when I got took off against Villa. Did and he? now they're cheering me. So cheering me. I'll take it. With but a then he said, salt. "Yeah," and then gross. he said, "But I know that it comes from a place of caring." He was absolutely. He's right. right. Yeah, and he's not even said particularly much there, as he? he's only said factual. Yeah, things. You would be like, if you're a player there. Dead more. If you're a player I mean. and your face is smashed in like it was a Villa. And you're getting booed by some people when you're going off. Then the minute you score a goal and you see people singing and cheering, you're going to feel like, nice one, you were booing me the other yeah. week. You're going to feel a bit like that, aren't you? But the other side of it, though, is it's an emotional game and our fans are fucking beaten down with a stick, aren't they? So everything, they're on a coiled spring with everything, aren't they? And it, it goes both so, ways, doesn't it? They drop the lows like that, but mm. then when they back them and they're behind them, it's like, it, it's like it was on the weekend. It's, it, it's such an emotional relationship, And he kept them up it? for two seasons as well. There yeah. is that little thing, by the way. But yeah, fair play to him. Um, Booing someone for having a broken cheekbone is dead weird. No, it's, it's that ridiculous. That is dead weird. Absolutely ridiculous. Um Benjamin says, good to see we're a threat from corners again. Absolutely. Because McNeil was taking them, wasn't he? Um, Joe Mack says, Garner scored again. Oh, Sunderland, was it? Pickford in goal. Didn't that take it? Was, was it Sunderland? Sunderland went down that year. Kuma no, I know. We look, Haku scored, got played through it and clipped it over Pickford at the Gladys Street to make it 2 0. I remember that. Garner scored the first one. Steve P says, Baz, uh, on what you said the other day, do people actually moan about you charging three and a half quid for Premier? That's bizarre to me. The cheapest therapy on the planet. And for two, do they think you're making a killing from YouTube? No. Well, I don't know if they do, but we're certainly not. Um, exactly, yeah. Don't people realise that unless you're making hundreds of thousands of views for each video, you're barely making anything from it? Yeah, if we were Mr. Beast... 
it'd be sound, but we're not. Um, on what planet does that make sense? £3.50 is a steal. It's cheaper than a co-op meal deal. Once you go Premier, you never go back. Nice one, Steve. It is cheaper than a co-op meal deal because I've just got one before and it was four quid something. What so did you get? I've got a tuna and sweet corn sandwich, bit of protein on malted bread. Disappointing. I'm slightly disappointed in your book. Okay. Uh, I've got a Mars bar, which, is, which I shouldn't really be getting, but I did, and a drink. What's so, the drink? Uh, Dr. Pepper Zero. Oh, not bad. Slippy, slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. But I don't have it every day. I don't have it. I don't get I've got Huel tomorrow. I've got Huel tomorrow in the fridge. I've bought them. My Huel drinks in the fridge for tomorrow. And I've also got my bagel. Actually, no, my bagel tomorrow. The reason why I've got it, just for boring's sake, the reason why I've got a meal deal is because the Red Men film for 71 hours now on a Monday because they were jealous we don't know the film. So I can't go out to where the toaster is and toast my bagel why don't you at get some a, stage. Why don't you be cheaper just to buy a toaster in here, for in here? It would be. I wouldn't want a bagel every like day. have got a kitchen now in here, basically. I wouldn't want a bagel every day. Right, we're going. We're going. Get what I'm on. We're going. We're gonna, we'll be on a five past two on more than a game. Pedal put the magical super win. Ned's already done it. Oh, Ned's got to get Ned's credit. Yeah. Ned is done I'm, it. Ned, I'm focused on the this. man, the Ned, man, the speed link, the myth, the legend. Ned, nah, you say that as a has got the super wormhole magical link ready for you. So don't go anywhere. Just get your drink and be ready to discuss all other yeah, Premier, yeah, League. Nearly all Premier League-ness. Do it. Nearly all He's grown nearly up. all grown yeah, up. His yeah. birthday's tomorrow. Yeah. So get ready to wish, wish the Ned man happy birthday. Or yeah, well, yeah, trip if you want to do it backwards. Yeah. He's He's sad, though, I feel bad for his parents because they did expect him to be married and, and out the house by yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. So, slightly disappointing. If anyone in the comments wants to marry Ned, just send in your applications. Yeah, you do need an application and it will be looked over. We will judge the best candidates. Just make a show, Harvey. It's all good, isn't it? There you go. All good. Big thanks to Otter on the super chat. You didn't say. Anything. Oh, where is it? I didn't see you it. Didn't say no. He just give us looks like two Australian dollars. Oh, Otter or Otter, thank you very much. Have you? Oh, oh yeah. It's just put. Come on, everyone, hit the hit the likes. Thank you very much, mate. Just seeing if there's any more comments from underneath. But thank you very much for that super chat. So stay where you are, and we'll discuss. A lot of goodness that was in the Premier League over the weekend as well. So check the little super wormhole link, style, Stargate, whatever, anything else you want to make Stranger Things references. We'll see you in a minute. 